Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Strive Stronger podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and we amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. We know there's been some stigma associated with psychology full stop. When I first went in to do exec coaching in about 2004, they'd asked me not to tell people that I was a psychologist, you know, just to say you're a coach. Because it had come um, from that deficit model, what's wrong, rather than a skills model, what we can train and improve. Ex- exactly. And and over the years when I've presented in you know, quite large uh, companies, it's, it's actually the younger people generally have been exposed to it through their schooling because it is, as you know, s- slowly entering education more broadly. Uh, they're just more open to particularly skills like mindfulness, mindfulness training. They've read more of these types of books. And then you see some of the old, older ones. And as soon as they see that the younger ones are doing it, it's like, oh, oh, well, maybe there's something in that. Maybe there is a competitive edge. And, you know, then then they'll be more open to it. But I do believe that it's changing. One of the things I love that you do is you spend a percentage of your time with school kids. Open, that, that beautiful Buddhist word of shoshin or the beginner's mind. Getting it in kids is fantastic. But you started working with your dad in his 60s or 70s. So you can yes. teach an old dog new yes. tricks with respect to your dad. But yeah. What do you think kids need so they bounce back differently? Well, these basic mindset skills, like, you know, why wouldn't you teach these basic mindset skills to children? And that was my epiphany when I first started as a psychologist. My children were in primary school and I thought, why aren't my children learning the skills that I'm learning now? I was in my late 20s and that was a big aha for me, which has led me to move more into the proactive space rather than waiting until people are unwell, then teaching them these mindset skills. Why don't we get them out into schools, into workplaces, into our communities. So that's, I mean, that's my mission and I've been doing this long enough now to see that it changes people's lives. It changed my life when I realised that I didn't have to be a victim to the stories that I was telling myself, you know, in my own head. So it's not easy. It's not easy. It, it is exactly as you said, it takes work because you're building up new neural pathways. And so the, I guess the older you get, the longer those neural pathways are like well-worn paths. So the kids generally you know, embrace this really easily and quickly. And, and again, the beauty of, uh, I guess, a system is the more uh, people that are doing it at the same time, you, you know, you can challenge if you have an wickle in the ants, the automatic negative thoughts, the kids love that idea. They can say, oh, I think that was an ant. And then the other kids can help them, you know, have a different way of thinking about the situation. So imagine learning those skills at school or even before, you've got them for the rest of your life. So is anyone who's listening to this who is a specialist in change or transformation will know that to get the language in, that's when you've made the change. And, and the in, the I, is to integrate yeah. the language and N is to normalise it. And, and that's really what I think we need to do with this specific to optimism. And look, it may not prevent all, you know, all episodes of mental illness, but I think why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you teach these skills right now? How would someone start? Give us a roadmap on, on, on some specific skills. Can we get quite granular? What would that look like as a practice? For yeah. someone who's listening going, yeah, yeah, I, I get this. What do I do, Susie? How do I start training this muscle? Yeah, I think just to, to normalise it, um, most of us, depending on the situations that we face, will have 
you know, ants, these automatic negative thoughts. We all have them, but if you're particularly, you know, stressed, going through some stressful situations, it's it's important to normalise. It may not be, you know, it's not a clinical issue, um, but you can, as we said before, you can get better of being aware of them and being curious and asking yourself, is this really helpful? Is there a better way to think about this that might help me feel a little bit better? Um, there's a there's a whole range of approaches there, but I think particularly for people that are going, wow, I this is me. You know, perhaps I do come from a family of pessimists. It's something I've struggled with. I would highly recommend that you get professional help because I can recommend some books, which I'm happy to do today. There's some great self-help books out there on particularly cognitive behavioural therapy or acceptance and commitment therapy, which are two of the primary types of approaches for working with our our mindsets. Um, but the power of having particularly, a, a, you know, a strong, we'd call it working alliance with a therapist or, you know, in some cases it might be a coach. Um, you may not necessarily be a therapist. You might be able to work with a psychological coach. Uh, it, can, it can fast track, you know, your understanding, your contextualisation of these skills to your life and help you to make changes a lot more quickly, I would say, is to seek professional assistance. Hey, it's Andrew, and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to listen to the full episode or some of our other shows, you can find the Strive Stronger podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. We have plenty more content covering all things high performance with world-class experts from a diverse range of fields. And if you would like to support the Strive Stronger podcast, subscribe and leave a comment and rating as we love the feedback.